I know everybody tells me that I'm not to blame, but then everybody All right, everybody, welcome in. It's quite clearly we my fault. We are gonna get going. We're first time on Twitch, everybody. You know what we do. We're gonna watch TV and talk about the world and ourselves. Welcome to the podcast. From Atlanta, Fulton County. We're storming the Capitol. It's a revolution. Purple color, I see. Then you maintain the status. December 7th, 19th. And a question of psychopath. I love you so badly. I got me. everybody we're here live on twitch this is keith pazel we're gonna watch tv and talk about the world and hopefully not get pulled for copyright so much uh that's the goal here among other things we're still gonna be on youtube in clip form some long some short but it's all gonna be to get people to hear we got james bailey in the chat here uh it's a wonderful it's it's wonderful please follow everybody uh, I don't know what the system is. I don't know if you like videos, but share this fucker. Uh, but we're gonna be here for however the fuck long. We got stuff to talk about. Where's my remotes? Oh my lord. Channel surfing a little bit. Might be fading out the music earlier here than I normally planned. Uh, but welcome to the show. We got stuff to talk about. Uh, Met Gala stuff happened. Um, it's interesting, Met Gala happened while abortion was being torn down, um, so that's good. I, I, actually, there's a lot of exclamation points in the chat. It's very exciting for the show. Very exciting new era. We're watching ourselves on this TV to make sure there's nothing, uh, yeah, you follow on Twitch. And there's hype trains. I'm sure we're going to be doing hype trains at some point. Uh, so that's that. But let's get into some news here. Let's get into some Google Trends. Um, Kim Kardashian, number one, all of her dress, everybody's dresses. Uh, I don't know why Jared Leto is not trending because Jared Leto, if people didn't see, was dressed like he was cast in the, in the Jennifer uh, Lopez movie, The Cell. Do you remember The Cell where she has to go inside Vincent D'Onofrio's brain? Uh, that is what Jared Leto looked. Look at me out of breath because I'm so excited to be on Twitch. <laughs> Uh, but let's see what this dog's got all about. But for people who are uh, who are going to watch this on on demand later, what this show is, is we're going to watch TV and talk about the world and ourselves. Sometimes each of it reflects. Sometimes something on TV will bring something up for me. We have a TV league where I've taken new updates in the TV league, too, by the way. I've made it very exciting. Um, it's all good. But yeah, let's see Jared Leto here at the Met Gala. It's all about talking. I don't want to stop talking. James Bailey, I am Lobster Man, by the way. Uh, I'm a Lobster Man. Follow him in the chat. He has a wonderful Twitch channel where he plays video games and talks. It's good stuff. 
Jared Leto Met Gala. See, now Jared Leto definitely wore this not knowing that, you know, this looks like something that, uh, here, let me go over, switch on the TV. It's interesting that abortion was being torn down while this thing was going on because what he was wearing looks like something that you have to sit on to receive an abortion. I mean, look at that. That looks like something that's in the movie Event Horizon, right? That's an Event Horizon-ish fucking outfit that screams 30 seconds to Mars. He's all over the place, this guy. It's one thing if you're going to be an eccentric, but I feel like you only have to do this. You can't do this and then be in a pop punk, pop punk band and then be the Joker and then be a Marvel superhero. Like he's all over the place. In my heart, he's always Jordan Catalano. I think we know that. If you wanted my special three wood, I'd give it to you. Wrong drop, but we're working through it. So yeah, that's how Jared Leto was dropped. And I'm, I'm surprised people aren't talking about this more often. And he wasn't, he was like literally peacocking and like going his arms up and down i mean that looks like a marilyn manson album cover right there real dark stuff it does it screams i'm a cult leader it really does so that's him he kind of looks like fucking jason ellis right there former pro skater jason ellis no that's not jared leto this is jared leto that's a very good headline gq headline so yeah that was jared leto um, Suns, why the Suns win was significant. We got NBA. Oh, this is a big thing here too. Try and put on a little TLC because this is the origin of this news story. So we have Kalia Posey, toddlers and tiaras. Kalia Posey dead at 16. This is the result of your, of your child pageantry, everybody. This is what you wanted. So let's see here. I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was uh, nothing uh, suicide related. Oh, she's the grinning girl gif. That's when you know we're in a fucking weird world when like all of our stars are like, oh, that's the girl from the gif. Pretty insane. Pretty insane stuff. Uh, let's go here. What's channel is TLC. Put it on so we can talk about this. What did I, what did I skip back here? Oh, there it is. Boom. Doubling down with the Derrickos. TLC totally went back on all of this, by the way. They used to be the huge like pageantry channel. And now it's just all about like random families with nine kids, families with nine kids, fucking really large fat people, really short people. It's the extremes of humanity that TLC is really a part of at this point. Um... So let's see here. Kalia Posey. Get a little volume on this. That you're gonna do. I guess if it's something that you really and truly are serious about, Poppy will have to talk to mommy and see. Although I do like dub this is doubling down with the Derricos. This show is decent because I like shows where you know, they're kind of not, they're like normal rich. Like that's a garage that my dad would smoke crack in with his friends. The house is abnormally large and we would never have anything that big. But how they were dressed, like they weren't wearing anything designer. These are dudes wearing fucking winter hats. It's probably 87 degrees outside. But we got uh, has died. Her mom confirmed. I don't have words or any thoughts. Well, obviously you had you had enough to to hit the uh, to, to hit up your old publicist. Beautiful baby girl is gone. The cause of death has not been shared publicly. Anytime that happened recently in the comedy community here, that's always kind of a dead giveaway for me. 
anytime someone's like, oh, we're going to keep it private at this point, it was either some sort of gruesome disease or suicide. Um, so I'm thinking she probably uh, couldn't uh, felt like she couldn't live past for people who want to see who I'm talking about here. We'll go over. Um, yeah, it's this girl. You remember the smiling gift girl, James? She, uh, she, I think she took her own life, which isn't, you know, that's sad. Um, just want to make sure. Ooh, yeah, we got two viewers now. Welcome in. Um, yeah, that's sad. Um, I'm assuming it was some sort of just a week before her death. She celebrated her 16th birthday on Instagram. Let's see what she looked like currently. That sounds a little grosser than I wanted. Let's see what she looked like. I'm just, I'm very interested. Oh, okay. So she wasn't like, you know, she's a very beautiful girl. Very beautiful girl. That sounds creepy. Okay. So this is interesting. This to me, um, I don't know if we can zoom in on the camera, but uh, if you go to, uh, go to the story, you can go to the Instagram page here. She looks happy, but they always do, right? They always do. Uh, but yeah, that's sad. I wonder how the like those non-famous people are. They had a lot of throwaways from those toddlers and tiara shows. Be interesting to see where they all are. It's always weird, though, when someone young like that dies. That's when you know I'm getting older and just more affected by life is that shit really affects me. Like when I find out 16 year olds and like young people, even my age, commit suicide, it really shakes me at my core. Becoming such a pussy at this age. But yeah, that's a recent trend here. What else do we got? Brittany Griner, U.S. government says. So yeah, Brittany Griner is, uh, she has, oh, now they've confirmed it. She's been there for like four months. We've all known it. We're all tweeting about it. There's subreddits based on it. And just now the government is like, well, yeah, no, we found out she's there. What did you read? Twitter? Is that how you found out she was there? Do a little channel surfing. Change it up here. Let's see, we got a little MBA today. Let's throw some uh, swamp murders. Let's get a little swamp murders while we talk about. So yeah, she's still in, uh, still in Russia for her weed pens. That's a shame. What else do we got? Kourtney Kardashian, Met Gala, Priscilla Presley poses with, it's all this Met Gala shit. That's insane to me that Met Gala is all trending. Roe v. Wade is so yesterday's news. Um, so yeah, during the Met Gala yesterday, uh, they, they announced that abortion was getting torn down. And I think this is when, this is the moment when I think you all like, uh, Hollywood as a whole should probably have been like, let's kind of speed this up or not do it. Like something very upsetting happened, but it was interesting seeing people's eyes cause they're all checking their phones. So, you know, they know what happened but they all have to continue on with their with their Met Gala performances. So Jared Leto's flocking like a peacock. And then in his head talking about how he's going to, how am I going to pontificate about this? What am I going to post? What colored square are we going to post to show our support for abortion? Even though like someone said on Twitter, very, very hilariously, like everyone at the Met Gala probably has a personal abortionist. Um, Kate Spade. Very insensitive email about Kate Spade, David Spade's sister-in-law who killed herself, by the way. Um, let's go and see what uh, what's here on the format, because we do have stuff planned that was just a little on the fly. So we have Dan Aykroyd and his wife Donna Dixon 
separating after 39 years of marriage. Now, this could be because she's had it with Dan Aykroyd's fucking UFO usage. This is this is a warning for to Tom DeLonge and everyone who's obsessed with UFOs. The government's acknowledge that they exist. Let's take a step back because this was a marriage just made in foreverdom. So Donna Dixon is one of these women who like she's known. She was known in the 70s, but she's now just known for being Dan Aykroyd's wife. But no longer. Um, yeah, they're divorcing because he's I don't know if you know this, but Dan Aykroyd is a crazy UFO guy. Let me see if I can find this. Videos. He's put out so much shit about UFOs. What's the fucking one? Oh, fuck. Let's just see. Yeah, has seen UFOs in person. Let's do a later one. This is from 2017. He's been babbling about this for over a decade now. Dan Aykroyd on UFOs, everybody. Yes, UFOs in person. Let's do a later up. one. Oh. That sound. Still working out the kinks, everybody. Four of these queen, uh, and then one really, really weird one in my farm. A couple of two. Uh, Gene four. So funny to hear someone talk about the Canadian accents are the worst to have. Anytime you're trying to be taken seriously, I was talking about this on stage recently because I was watching Harry Potter, and there's a moment in the last Harry Potter movie where Voldemort whispers gr like menacingly to Harry, like a mental whisper, Harry, I'm coming for you. And it puts it over the top that it's a British accent. And it really made me like lose focus in the movie because I imagined if Voldemort had a Canadian accent, and he's like, Harry, you're about to find out the full force. Your friends are going to be sorry. Like, I think it, so just to hear him. To, oh, there was one really wild time about uh, 19, like Canadian accents are not good for trying to be believed. You sound very fantastical and fictional with the Canadian accent. Right. That, you know, I've seen four. So two uh, in a high altitude sighting and uh, one fairly close at the farm a couple of years. I that's like that's the one thing that makes people that are crazy about UFOs try and seem legit. One from high altitude. Yeah, you were smoking a joint on your roof. It's not high altitude. One from low bearing, one from high altitude, one from even uh, 12 o'clock there. Saw it at 12, 4, and, uh, you know, precise. Years ago. And then, uh, and then one really, really weird one in Montreal. Really weird one. That's the time that made me buy these yellow glasses here. That's a, You, you got to buy a yellow framed glass to, for the uh, UFO lasers. Pierce you there. That's what, these aren't age spots. These are alien pockmarks. Uh, the 23rd floor of these Queen Elizabeth uh, Hotel. Um. He has his own vodka in a skull. Yeah, that's that's the true point. That's that's his moneymaker at this point. That's what that's what the alien game will will get you. He was Dr. Detroit. Now he's fucking Mr. Vodka Skull. I'm sitting there with some friends and I see this. It looked like an air mattress, but 100 feet long by 50 feet wide, tipped over with the bulbs on the bottom and it was moving slowly, you know, and just it stopped and then it turned and it went out over the river and we were going, what's that thing, you know? Uh, look, um, MUFON. Uh look, we were on PCP and I was snorting heroin off John Belushi's cock, but you know, you don't, heroin off the cock doesn't make you see stuff like that. Uh, MUFON.com, uh, you want to get on there? There's sightings every week. There's pictures, photographs. People have cameras now. 
uh, Lord Hill Norton, who was a, a British defense staff uh, executive. So I'm just naming YouTubers now that will there's, you know, we're reaching the bottom of the barrel with people who will fucking tolerate anything I have to say about this. We're being visited by 23 different species and 23 different kinds of shit. Can you imagine living with this guy? 39 years. She put up with so much. This guy probably cries about John Belushi daily while he's inside of her. The alien stuff was too much. You know, I, I, I'm not alone in this. Yeah. Uh, you know, this. Yeah, and Ghostbuster reboots. He fucking is connected to the Ghostbusters like fucking Michael Jackson bought Beatles rights. This guy wants fucking Ghostbuster movies forever. It's his last line. You know, you, there's Aviator, the Lawrence Rockefeller, uh, the great philanthropist. He, he, he would watch these things come down and park in front of his house up in Kaikwit here, up the Hudson Ooh, River. Up in where? Let's hear that again. Let's hear that town again. He would watch these things come down and park in front of his house up in Kaikwit here. Ooh, where's that again? He, he, he would watch these things come down and park in front of his house up in Kaikwit here. Kaikwit? Oh, no! Up the Hudson River. And they would wink at him. Rename that town. To say, I'm telling you right now, I'm not trying to dip into Canadian politics. Rename that town. There's a town in Minneapolis or outside Minneapolis called Coon Rapids. And they haven't changed the name of the town. I mean, they're changing the names of baseball teams. Those are more sacred than towns. Change the name of your town. What are these things? And so he did a study, the Rockefeller. Well, Dan, we're on John Belushi cock heroin. We told you earlier. Report, and he went around, basically uh, uh, pay, paid some investigators to go around to sheriffs and law enforcement. and. There's another one. Dan Aykroyd. There's, a men, there's one where he legit talks about the men in black. Like, not Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones. Real men in black. Here, here we go. This is the one. Look at, look at how they start this trying to give it credibility. Dan Aykroyd has a lot to lose. Well, in 1978, yeah. But like, let's tone it down in 95. He has, he has a little bit of my girl money left. Incredibly successful businessman. Isn't that crazy that you can get famous? He is talented, but they're like just known for being drug addicts. And they're just like, what a good businessman. Uh, he signed a contract with the Sci-Fi Channel. So yeah, this was like a show where he would get interviewed kind of the pre-pandemic before the pandemic. This nerd would interview Dan Aykroyd over what was at that time Zoom. Uh, and this is uh, pieces of it. A lot of, a lot of words up top well, what here. Happened? What happened? We... So he proposes that uh, the government shut down one of his movies because he's so close to the secret. We, we sold the show to, uh, to Sci-Fi Channel, and uh, it was called Out There, and I basically... Yeah, we were doing, James says in the chat, we're doing speedballs at Chateau Lamar with John. Interviewed all of the people that I admired uh, in various fields of study, like uh, Colin Andrews from the Crop Circle Movement, uh, Linda Moulton Howe, the expert on cattle mutilations, John Mack. Um, and let me just put a pin in things right there, because John Mack has taken the study of abductions, UFOs, right out through the other, other side, and he's going, yes, we know they're here, we know they're coming, we know people... He's talking about it like it's a fresh business opportunity. You know, they're, they're, they're laughing at us now. We know we're coming. They're anal probing us. The probes are coming. Open your holes. 
be in, you know, be prepared for it there. People have been taken. We know there's experimentation going on. We know people have been told about agendas. What we now have to do is use that as a key and as a motivation to socially transform this planet to a more peaceful, more loving. He sounds like he's on the alien side, to be quite honest with you. We want to terraform in the in the image of the higher gods more who are they oddly look like john belushi's cock tolerance i got abducted by a ship that looked like the shape of john's beer belly it looked like the shape of john from the side you see john belushi with his big heroin belly from the side that's what the the ship looked like and then they came out and they were shaped like john's cock that we used to snort heroin off of on a daily basis date so his movement the the movement for social change has just accepts as a fact abductions ufos interplanetary uh, 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 intervention and I got to say it is actually kind of kind of ballsy to put this out on TV because you're either people are either going to completely laugh at you or they're going to think it's fake and I think at that time people thought it was fake they thought this was like a character he was playing but this is Dan Aykroyd everybody what he 39 years of marriage this fucking decayed at this is the 2002 20 years ago 20 years of this bullshit. She's a trooper. Let's give it up for Donna Dixon, everybody. Right? I think we need to give it up for Donna Dixon, star of the show. Putting up with that for 20 years? Come on. He's doing this, taking it out through the positive side of it and saying, now we must use it to, to socially transform. And I think his message is great. But I talked to him. I talked to the Allagash guys who were taken in the canoe. and The, the Allagash boys. It's a bluegrass band. They really, you know, they're not on the alien thing. But I do talk at them for hours on end. Trip in Pennsylvania. I, um, I mean, and I, the last show, the last show we did, I had both Bassett, who uh, has the, the UFO time clock, and then Greer. Both Bassett and Greer were there. They were my two guests for the day. Well, the show was canceled that afternoon. And uh, uh, they, they're trying to tell me it's because no one bought tickets. Uh, but I don't believe that. Uh, I also, I've, I just realized now, I think he's from Chicago. Is he Canadian or from Chicago? I could look it up right now. Donna. Let's sound off in the chat um, for Donna Dixon. I was outside in, before I knew it was canceled, in between the interviews. And... Uh, Again, doing coke off. I got it. Now, John was dead at this point, so I have a fake cast of his cock that I do snort drugs off of currently. I was outside, and Britney Spears called me because she wanted to, me to appear on Saturday Night Live with her. What a random fucking, because uh, uh, Britney Aguilera called and wanted me to be on, you know, uh, primetime tonight, Saturday. And so I picked, I was outside having a cigarette. The phone rang. This is uh, like a, this is like Mad Libs. I was outside having a cigarette and Britney Spears called me to be on the Bozo show. And then the, of a van came. I go, oh, Britney, how you doing? Oh, sure. Of course I will. I turned away like this. I turned back and there was a black Ford across the road, a black Ford sedan. And I, I was trying to look at the plate and the plate seemed kind of like, who does that? Who does that? Who sees a car and immediately goes, I got to get that plate. What are you, an off-duty police officer? Fuzzy, and I was, you know, definitely a police car. And two guys were there, and a big, big, tall guy got out of the back seat. And he stood... Besides a John's cock, just this guy. What if that's all his references? That's all he's seen in life, is John Belushi's pinass. In the street, on um, 
on 42nd Street it was. We, we were at 42nd Street and 8th Avenue. And he looked right at me. And literally, I mean, I was on the phone. Hey, oh, sure, of course I'd love the show. Saw the Ford, went back like this, turned back like a half second later, and it was gone. And that car did not go past me. It did not make a U-turn because I would have seen 42nd Street. I would have seen that thing. It's 42nd Street. Like, we all know that. You're on the Sci-Fi Channel. No one watching has been to New York. They all think it's worth fucking the blacks rape white women. Take a U-turn and go away. Talking to the wrong people about 42nd Street. You know, 42nd Street right there by the deli. That car vanished. That car was a cloaked vehicle of some type. And whether this was like a warning to me, because the guy got out of the backseat, gave me a real dirty look. That car vanished. I know what I saw. And, uh, you know, I, I, it, was, it was just this fast. It was, oh, hi, Brittany. Sure. Oh, of course, I'd love to. Do. Oh, yeah. Hi, Christina, Brittany. Guy gives me Completely dirty insane look. Oh, well, here. Sure. Car gone. That's what happened. And uh, then two hours later, uh, we were told we were not to continue taping, and the show was canceled, and none of them would air. I don't know. I mean, I, I, Aponte I don't know. can't find the life. Was that, uh, was that an MIB? Hold on, we gotta stop this. Twitch.tv slash experience, you know, black helicopter. I'm gonna click it to see if we're live. You know, military uh, abductions that happen. Sometimes people are taken and they talk about then being visited by you know military personnel and re debriefed about their abduction was it you know was it a technology assault or are you just burnt out dan are you just burnt out at this point what have you shot in three my girls trying to been trying to make a ghostbusters movie for the past 47 years with some of these beings that are visiting maybe there's a little tension in the marriage could that be pulling strings on you? That wanted to warn me off. The only aliens are in that closet, Dan. Or that wanted to give me verification that I was on the right track. I don't know. But I do know I, I, did, I did turn back a second later and I, you know, it takes so long for an automobile accelerating. You know, this is New York City. There's fucking extraterrestrial life around there. You know, they call them Haitians, but I call them aliens. From zero to 40 miles an hour to reach the corner of <clears throat> 8th Avenue and 42nd Street going past me. But anyway, that's what Donna Dixon was dealing with. So let's give it up for Donna Dixon, everybody. We're going to go back. This is a good, this is the show, everybody. I mean, if you're with this, then we're, we're here for you. If you're not, then go fuck yourself. Hey. Um, let's go see what we got going else here in the trends. Cinco de Mayo. There was NFL stuff that happened. The Bears kind of excited about their draft, um, but I just know they're going to be bad here. Turn this down. We're going to continue channel surfing. We do have TV League stuff to get to. Fear not. We're going to be here uh, for a little bit longer. We're only 20, 28 minutes into the stream here, and we have not been copyrighted yet. Oh, tanked. This is my show, everybody. A little bit of tanked. Redneck. I love this show because all of these people are in prison currently. Like, they ripped off so many people. They tried to do the Pimp My Ride thing, but with fish tanks. The most Las Vegas, Nevada concept of all time. All the water's in there now, so we're going to do a test run. I'm going to let him drive. Okay. Why don't you stay in the back? These two, they come out, and we do clearly scripted comedy that involves semi-sexual things that we know Animal Planet is going to be hesitant to put on. 
But because we are taking advantage of so many people, we have them under our thumb. All right, pull out and hang a left. You get it? Pull out? Hey, yeah. The big fucking bus. Move it. Take off the emergency brakes. We got Chuck here. He doesn't know how to drive. We're going to have him back a semi-truck with the most valuable fish tank we've ever had inside of it. It's going to be good TV. But they do make legit fish tanks. Chris Paul's been on this show. And in its heyday, this show was the shit. But you can look it up now. The tank guys riddled with lawsuits. If you look up their business on like Google Maps, it's temporarily closed. And it wasn't from COVID. It was because of their own thing. Uh, yeah, NFL draft happened. We're going to, you know, we're going to mingle it up. It is a hilarious show, by the way. Uh-oh. That's what I love. That's when you know it's just a sketch for the show, because if that was reality, they do that. They do that reality. Oop, hang on. We got to fix the camera. We'll be right back. Two seconds, everybody. My mental health was much better. My mind was in a good place. But my body was telling a different story. All right, we're back. So, yeah, NFL draft happened. Um, kind of a boring draft. Every time I watch the NFL draft halfway through the first round, I'm like, why the fuck am I watching this? My team doesn't have a first round pick. They never do because they're always trading for failure quarterbacks. All right. Manage your dashboard. Manage my dashboard. Restarting the timer here. So, yeah, the Bears... Really, the story of the Bears draft was that they flipped six picks into 11, which is pretty good. Hopefully some of those hit. That's my thing. Everybody's criticizing that they didn't get these big, they didn't trade up to get any playmakers. But if you really trust in the current GM and you think they're as good as they are, then you should kind of trust the moves that they make to make the team better. Like they're not, you know, if, if they're as good as, as, they, as we think or as we want them to be, then they're going to hit on some of these picks. Also, flip side, everybody's thinking that they don't believe in Justin Fields. What if they think he's that good? What if in their head they're like, Justin Fields is the shit. We don't feel like he needs all these elite receivers. And the Bears have all this crazy dead cap money, which means they're committed to all these guaranteed contracts. In the NFL, you can skirt around most of the deals until you start throwing around guaranteed money. That's why this Deshaun Watson rape contract that's going to cause problems for the Browns later down the road, especially if he gets accused again, because if he gets accused again, that locks in the first one. That was my Ben Roethlisberger rule. I let him slide on the first rape. When the second one came out, that's when you're like, OK, Benny, I think you did this. So anytime you're throwing around guaranteed money, so the Bears threw around a little guaranteed money. And it's all dead shit. They just got to pay it. Even if they get rid of the people, they have to pay out the contract. So you have all these detractors. Why don't the Colin Coward specifically, the Bears front office, why don't they just pay weapons? Look at the Rams. They pay a receiver. They pay a linebacker. They pay their quarterback. Like It's like he wants them to just go and like put in editor mode in their football manager and just like, oh, go in cheat mode and just edit your financials. These aren't your fucking uh, financial records, uh, Colin. We can't... Uh you know, we don't have your, uh, your, your personal, your, your, you got my CPA on it. GM of the Rams, my personal accountant. So that's my thing. Everybody's bitching about, you know, the, how stupidly the bear spent, but then they also want them to just cut bait, pay all the dead money, paid fucking Devonte Adams. Also, that's my safety net to bears fans. Today's the first day of free agency. Jarvis Landry is still a free agent. It's okay. 
It's all right. Rams did have a decent back end of the draft. I'm shocked they fucking had a draft. Um, let's see. So, yeah, I think uh, big stories. Malik Willis fell. All the quarterbacks, I think the story ended up being what the story was. I think people wanted to push them to the front of the draft. Let's see what's going on on NFL Network while we talk about this. Yeah, I think a lot of people for the story wanted to push Malik Willis and Kenny Pickett. Like they wanted it to be like last year where it was supposed to be only Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields. But then when shit started rolling and all of these narratives started getting formed by the media, um, all of a sudden Trey Lance is a top five pick. You have all of these quarterbacks who were great in college. It's definitely I'm not comparing last year's draft class to this year's draft class, but I feel like the same amount of hits versus non-hits are going to happen. Justin Fields could bust. Trey Lance could bust. It could end up being that uh, Trevor Lawrence is the only NFL-worthy quarterback out of that class, but they all had this shine to them. It was a very 1983-ish John Elway, Bernie Kosar, Dan Marino, Jim Kelly, like all these Hall of Fame quarterbacks are going to get drafted. And I think they tried to make that this year, even though it was clear that that's not the case. Kenny Pickett has tiny hands. Malik Willis played for religious liberty, barely played anybody. Um, And then you had Matt Corral, who was good last year. I think Corral should have gone out last year because they were talking about him having a cannon. UNC finally has the better version of Mitch Trubisky. And then he plays this year with half a depleted squad. And he ended up playing like dog shit. He just had low. His stats ended up fucking him over. Um, So the quarterbacks fell, but I think they, I always like a good fall. Everybody looks at it negatively when an Aaron Rodgers falls, but the Green Bay Packers got to get him. The Bears could have drafted Aaron Rodgers, but they trusted Moses Moreno at that point or whoever the fuck was being quarterback. Let's see what these oafs are talking about. You see him go from gear three to gear zero. Gear three, gear zero. That's my thing about the NFL draft too, is Lewis Riddick, who I love, um, He makes it seem like every player is going to end up being a professional footballer. You'll be in the fourth round and he'll be like, you know, I know this guy's five foot two and I understand that his feet are the size of mousetraps. But when I watch this footage, I just see a player, man. I see him ripping off 30, 40, 50 yard passes against semi good teams. There's no way this guy's he's going to get out for you and he's going to ball for you. Like he's so too confident. Like at, that's why I think they shouldn't even televise certain past certain rounds because you're hyping these people up. They're really just looking for stories that Colin popped on immediately. If you go to Colin Coward's Twitter, there's uh, one of the Notre Dame running backs broke down crying and you got the right one, coach. That fucking straight Friday Night Lights emotion, which we love here on the show. But that's all they're fishing for. A team gives up that many picks. And they traded into that first round. Right. And then they traded up in that first round. Up into the rounds. That's that's this is the beat of these analysts. Up into the fourth round. Up into the third round. Fifty yard line. Forty yard line. You got guys here in this bracket. They purse their lips like this because I'm so passionate about these football players, these young men. What they do playing in a dome. Majority of the games in the NFC South are in domes. I think it's going to be a big threat as a rough. Like the 35th Buckeye. These guys, Chris Olave is already the greatest wide receiver in the history of fucking humanity. How much more can I purse my lips? Can I actually break my teeth? To move up to get a quarterback. They did not. And they've also done that in years past to say get. I would have done it. All of these people are just uh, fucking stumping for GM jobs. 
It's not what I would have done, but who knows? I've just won 27 Super Bowls in Madden. Take a wide receiver as well. Jalen Tolbert was the Cowboys' third round selection. Got a lot of thugs here on this team. It seems to be the Cowboys' way to draft players that could potentially be pro bowlers and criminals. But it seems to work for them. A lot of eye tattoos that look like teardrops, but they're not teardrops. A lot of ominous crowns tattooed on necks i don't know what they are it could be a basquiat they could be a crip the defensive rookie of the year a year ago yeah mel kuyper couldn't be at the draft fucking mel kuyper is afraid of covid not tyler smith weren't exactly what if mel kuyper is either an end of the worldist or he's totally right wing he's just like i don't want to go out there into that 5g you got the 5g controlling everybody i it affected my board my board and then I got out there. I took a sniff outside and a 5G fucked up in my head. That's why I put Trayvon Walker at five and not one. I was full Trayvon until I got out into 5G. At a first round grade, he was the last one. So they felt comfortable picking him even though he's 21 years old and still a little bit. Can you adjust your camera so we can see your bosom more, Natalie? See why he endured It's a very Fox News angle right there. ...meetings with him. Uh, he actually only had one workout uh, with one of the coaches here in Dallas, but this guy was saying all the right things. He's a historian of the game, and he kept talking about the penalties. That was the big question mark about him coming to a team that already had one of the most... Yeah, well, Tyler, the thing about him doing penalties is we're going to whip him into shape, literally. Uh, we give timeouts. Uh, we take away people's puddings. Uh, and we we uh, overall do the the uh, Matt Lauer lock him in a room. We're going to get those penalties out of him. We're going to treat him like a dog because football players are my products. And, you know, we're going to wrap him up, put him in there. They thought that he was a great value. They considered taking... I feel like I'm nailing the, the impressions up top. Let's all give a... Uh, Oh, hello, Larry. It's very good. But again, this is the show. We're just watching TV. We're fucking channel surfing. Let's watch Major League Rugby. Absolutely. Definitely can't have uh look at that. This looks like a high school football game. See, this is why USC fucking kills it because USC does it at the Memorial Coliseum. We got the Giltinis versus Rugby Atlanta. We're a big Giltini household here, and I suggest you be as well. Um, speak for yourself. Let's watch men yell. Postcards. Yeah. Oh, they're on fucking, uh, they're on commercial. Let's go through the trends. Amazon stock plummeted 24% last month because stocks aren't real. Um... What else happened? Robinson Cano. Yeah, they designated him. Um, let's go to the real-time trends here. Let's get into some entertainment trends. What's going on in the entertainment world, huh? Weird Al Yankovic. Oh, Daniel Radcliffe shreds on the accordion. Do you want to watch Daniel Radcliffe? Look at Radcliffe. Look at Harry Potter as fucking Weird Al. This is creepy. I wasn't buying this at first. When I read that Harry Potter was going to be Weird Al, I'm like, get the fuck out of here. But look at that picture. I mean, that even just from the distance, you can see it from the camera. By the way, I am working on a better shot. I do kind of want to be closed in more um, with the TV. I'm trying to figure out how I can be a little tighter. I want to twitch up the scene a little bit. I know this is a little anti-twitch, but I feel like the show is still good here. Weird Al's won five Grammys, and if that doesn't say anything about the state of, of people, of what people will uh, award as talent, 
I'm not saying Weird Al isn't funny, but I never got the fucking Weird Al. Um, anyone got an accordion? Oh, so this is a teaser trailer. Let's watch the teaser trailer here. This is an exclusive. Platinum Records? Yeah, that's a distance record. That's not up top. It's not like people bought fucking, uh, fucking, uh, Amish Paradise up top. Well, that was a huge song. Hope you guys are ready for this. Well, he's lip syncing totally. Look how ripped he got. Was fucking Weird Al Yankovic ripped like he fucking fucking uh climbed trees for exercise? Yeah, I don't want to play too much of that. I don't want to get yanked. I feel like music is the one thing we can't play with. Um, yeah, coming this fall. The very ripped Weird Al Radcliffe. That was strange. That was real strange. I get the face, but I don't get the torso. I got to see Weird Al's torso. Now let's see Weird Al shirtless. Weird Al shirtless. Images. See, look at that. That's not, uh, you know, they didn't even add hair. Let's like, this is Weird Al without a shirt. Let's see how much I look at that. That's uh, a very frail man. Um, yeah, they rock and rolled it um, hard. Yeah. Do you think that's how much Radcliffe is not a method actor? They were like, you know, can you get a little more ordinary for this role? Weird Al's not like yoked and hairless like a skinned cat. Uh, and he's just like, absolutely not. I didn't play half horse and whip me cock out in a play to never not have these muscles again. So, yeah, we got a fucking ripped, shredded Weird Al fucking uh, fest happening. That's fun. What else? Uh, Lily Reinhardt says she works with a channeler. So Lily Reinhardt um, is on. She plays Betty in uh, in the uh, in Riverdale. I don't know if you watch Riverdale, James, but it's a phenomenal show. Uh, she works with a channeler. Um, this is insane. This is where I'm going to show uh, show a moment from. I don't know if how quick I could pull this up. But there is a moment during the post 9-11 Academy Awards where Tom Cruise is hosting and he stops and says, you know, I thought is what we do even important after what happened is is our profession important enough to where we can fucking like get everybody back into reality? Should we postpone this? You know, is what we do even that big a deal? And then he hesitates. And that's the moment where he could have said, no, we're just pretenders. Like, we literally pretend for a living. It's just fun. Let's not take ourselves too seriously. But instead, he pauses and goes, yeah, more than ever. And I feel like that moment of Tom Cruise telling people at the Academy Awards that what they do is the most important thing on planet Earth was a watershed moment that leads to Lily Reinhardt opening up about how she prioritizes her spiritual health with the actor revealing that she works with a channeler who can speak to spirits and angels and guides and stuff like that. 
Oh, no! She probably has kids, too. She's getting her kids involved in this. I feel the same way about shit like this than, like, when I find out that my friends are teaching their children about the state of Israel. It's very alarming. So, yeah, she's working with a channeler. She's completely batshit insane. Um, what else do we got? Oh, we got a Dirty Dancing sequel coming out. Jennifer Grey to reprise her role. This is when you know Swayze was completely against Dirty Dancing because they were just like, let's wait till he kicks the bucket of his very egregious disease. We'll wait till Jennifer Grey's at her bottom end and then we'll fucking reboot this motherfucker. Died of cancer in 2009. Grey has been publicly reflecting on her career leading up to the release in her memoir. Uh, I feel like I could say anything to him right now. Well, you can, because he's just everywhere. You know, you can say stuff to him. What else do we got? Whistleblower. Oh, yeah. Some fucking, uh, this was a fun. This doesn't really have anything to do with TV, but someone who, who whistle blew about Deutsche Bank totally died of natural causes in public. Let's see what these fucking chaps have to say. These are two guys who just scream about stuff. I'm going to tell you what happened. He's going to be preaching like a preacher. And Marcellus Wiley's going to go, mm, 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 like he's eating his opinion and he likes the taste of it. No point. Wait, what happened to the big bad Aiden? Oh, this ain't the finals. He disappeared. <laughs> but at the, the at the point in which the Warriors were to meet the Suns, if they were to ever meet, we were going in some finals of sort, yep, not the NBA finals, finals right, but right. In some finals of sort. So if the best place that the Warriors actually, if the best place that the Suns stand a chance against the Warriors mm. is DeAndre Ayton, I'm just not tripping. Um, this is... Everything I say leads to that eyebrow raise. Mm. Kirby, they gonna eliminate Chris Paul, Booker, and some. If you're telling me to Deon, big bad DeAndre, Marcellus always reacts like, "Uh oh." Just like not. Nah. No, he didn't. That's what those eyes are saying. In totality, Warriors got him on playing. In totality, Warriors got him on experience. In totality, in totality, Warriors have the Suns. In totality, mm. Suns got a guy that might scare you in Devin Booker, a guy that might scare you. Stop saying totality. You're confusing people. Warriors, big dog, top to bottom. Ah, oh, man, don't do that. Don't do that. Uh, don't do that. I was underlining things just to, to make it look like I'm feigning intelligence. I am smart, but that's a TV anchor thing when you're like crossing shit out. He wasn't writing anything. He's waiting for his time to talk. We all have ADHD. Why are you looking at Suns? Off the bitch. Off the bitch. Off the bitch? Who's the bitch? JaVale McGee, they're not even getting anything out of game one, at least sham it. And that's but a sharp shooter. realize I will take pool over Cam. What is on those pieces of paper? Why are they spread out like they are? Why do you have so many highlighters? Like, this is crazy. I mean, I got papers here, but that's because I got to talk about stuff. I love how I just debunked my yeah. criticism. What do you got all your papers for? And I'm fucking littered with papers right here for the wonderful show we have to do. Again, here's another example of the Tom Cruise moment. Let me pull this up specifically. Uh, Machine Gun Kelly uh, and Megan Fox. Uh, yeah, they drink their own blood. Uh, that's, again, a product of Tom Cruise telling people post 9-11 that acting and the arts is the most important thing in the world. It is not. Uh, what we do is not important. Um, it should upset me that there's only three people watching right now. It doesn't. Um, I'm doing quite well. Uh, my my lovely girlfriend is killing it, uh, and I support her every step of the way. Uh, I also read a story that she said they ma they manifested each other at the age of four. Uh, but I think the biggest story and something that I think we'll close out channel surfing with, and then we'll get to the TV league, 
Uh, I know you've all been waiting for the news for how the, the TV league is going to be structured now. I feel like the thing I've added is very exciting and it's going to it's going to facilitate a lot of cool streams in the future. So Bill Murray was on Bill Murray. He was on a movie called Being Mortal. Uh, this is Aziz Ansari's directorial debut. He's finally out of the uh, out of the jail cell. They're just yelling so much. All they do is yell about sports. I ain't ready right now, fully. No, truth be told, don't do that. Opinion, sports opinion, sports reaction, sports opinion, Marcellus. Sports reaction, sports reaction. Is KD coming back? Oh, I'm talking about right now in this moment. Let's play the highest card. Who is that? Steph Curry. I would say Steph, but he yeah, been hurt. Did. But it's Steph yeah, Curry. but it's Steph Curry. But it consistent. Dude, those exactly are like, why the fuck are you yelling? So Bill Murray's movie got shut down. Now, I've heard stories in the past. I've heard Bill Murray is very Ellenish to where he'll show up on set and kind of be like, I'm picking on you today. You're my, you know, you're my, you're my pick on you're my knock around guy if i can reference a movie from 2005 um so i thought it was that i was like oh he was probably being a total asshole um it turns out i think it was kind of the thing i was joking about it's the you know the hugging someone when they don't want that gets a little weird but you know calling people sweetheart honey all that 1970s shit that like is antiquated but come on so he said, I did something I thought was funny and it wasn't taken that way. The company, the movie studio wanted to do the right thing. They wanted to check it all out and investigate it. And so they stopped the production. Um, he, they're not going to comment. He said, as of now, we're talking and we're trying to make peace with each other. That means whoever he upset fucking hates him. It's probably Cameron Esposito. Um, so, yeah, that's what it was. That was the big kind of story of the week. And this is what I think... You have a Bill Murray. Um, so here's my kind of take on this is. I think we need to accept. That. Everyone who we love. That is not 27 years old. Probably is kind of a dick just because, you know, very I just He's Bill Murray. He's grown up with everything he does being lovable. He's probably done this same shit in the past. Fucking calling people honey, but it's been that, oh God, it's Bill Murray. Or they laugh it off. This is what happens when women get empowered. What if that was my take about it? Um, but yeah, it just seems like it. I hope the movie goes through. I hope it's not too egregious. Um, canceling's not real. Bill Murray will be fine. He owns a mini golf restaurant with his brothers. I'm sure it's doing quite well. Uh, oh, you have a Bill Murray story. What's your Bill Murray story, uh, James? Please type that in the chat. I'll pontificate until we uh, do that. You can uh, go to KeithPazel.com, by the way, for all your uh, all the episodes will be posted to there. Post post live stream. Everything will be on KeithPazel.com. Clips will go up to YouTube. Uh, Twitch.tv slash this is Keith Pazel. That is the address to bookmark for all the live streams. Um, and then, yeah, if you go to KeithPazel.com, you'll notice up in the top in the contents, you'll see donate uh, or no, you'll see pay per view, P-A-E-P-E-R-View. That is where you donate to the podcast. We run solely off donations right now. If the Twitch stream gets a little higher, I would imagine they will start throwing ads at us, um, but we're not there yet. So try and donate anything you can. Um, yeah, let's transition over to.
uh, TV League. We talked about some Colin stuff. So here's what I did to the TV League. We're going to go over stuff that rose and everything here in a minute. But I was getting very bored with the normal kind of giant 256 team league. It was very stale to me because I was like, you know, a lot of the shows outside the top 20 don't really have a shot. So what I did was I separated the league. The top 20 is the primetime league. And then everything else, it's 236 uh, shows that are outside of the primetime. And what I'm going to do is at the end of every week, so every Sunday, I'm going to calculate uh, who rose and the three teams at the top of the, the rest of table are going to get promoted into the TV league. And then those correlating teams are going to get relegated. And it might not even be three. Like this week, it was one and one. Uh, Law and Order SVU went up into the TV league and Made came out. I just think it's a good way to make it fresh to uh to award shows that rise um so yeah we're gonna have two kind of leagues one big one and one actual premier league and then so the big one is called the prime access league that's how you access the prime time so the top three teams or the top however many teams enter the tv league and then those corresponding teams drop out so that's how it's going to go from here on out and i'll show you what i'm talking about right now All right. Sorry for the uh, for the no talking. Let's turn it up. Then Saturday at 7 Eastern on Fox, Todd Haley's Tampa Bay Bandits take on Skip Hopes in the Birmingham. He's even kind of yelling as he talks. First time chat from viewer. Uh, Twitch. Twitcher cunts, huh? Are Twitch cunts? Why did they cut me off? I don't think so. I like Twitch right now. Uh, Twitch itch scratch. Is this a Ponte? Is that what you made your fucking, uh, your Twitch name? Or are you, are you a first timer to the show? Twitch itch scratch. I like that name. So let's switch over here. Here's what I'm talking about with how the leagues are separated now. Let's go to the TV. Um, so this is the primetime league. It's the top 20 teams. Oh, that's shaded horribly. Um, and then underneath that, you have the Prime Access League. So uh, this is 240 teams right now. Oh, yeah, I added some. So, uh, yeah, at the end of every Sunday, whoever is um, whoever can go into the league can go in and then I'm going to take out teams. So this week, Law and Order SVU came in. And uh and then Maid came out because Maid has been stagnant. It really wasn't fair that I'm keeping it inside, you know. We reward rising. So I'm going to find a TV league show while we go over the current standings here. So here's oh yeah, here's his story. Good good timing. Uh the year was 2008. I got a free hotel stay in Dana or at Dana Inn Spa on State Street. Uh, I went to Lollapalooza. I just got back from Lollapalooza and I heard two men fighting in the hallway. Two men yelling at each other were Bill Murray and his son Homer Murray. What a name. Was he, were they arguing about his name being Homer Murray? What are you doing to me, Dad? I'm not a goddamn baseball game. 
You're too fucking. That's crazy. That's some straight Hollywood shit. Um, so here right now. Um, let's go to KeithPazel.com to check it out. No. So right now, Grey's Anatomy remains up top. It did lose this week. Uh, NCIS remains at number two, 75 points, 75.45 super rating. Uh, Grey's Anatomy has an 81.809. Um, 8181, uh, Bridgerton moved up to number three. It went up a million watch minutes. That's insane how popular that show is because people didn't like the season of Bridgerton. So it will start to drop. I feel like this three billion is the peak of people watching it. And then you'll notice like after Bridgerton settles down, that's when NCIS and Grey's Anatomy will start chipping up back again because those are our wallpaper shows. These are our shows. Um, Keith is frozen for me. Can't hear anything. Oh, no. I'm good. I think you might need to refresh here, baby. Oh, that sucks. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that's happening for you, Rob. But I'm watching on two uh, streams here, and I seem to be pretty good. So I hate to say it. Uh, James, if you can... Uh, it is. Uh, James, if you can let him know that uh, it seems to just be his feed that's frozen. Um, so yeah, it's... It's not us, because James, can you, am I frozen for you, James? Or no, we're good? So yeah, let's go back to the TV. So Bridgerton is number three now. Criminal Minds drops to number four. All the wallpaper shows suffered because of Bridgerton. Um, 60 Minutes, number six. Squid, or 60 Minutes is number five. Squid Game, number six, at 55.2. Cobra Kai, number seven. Uh, The Witcher staying stagnant at number nine. Uh, Euphoria, 10. Chicago Met 11. The Rookie bumped up three spots to number 12. This is how insanely popular The Rookie and Nathan Fillion is. The Rookie has a 45 super rating only off network television. A lot of these shows, NCIS, Grey's Anatomy, um, Euphoria, all the Chicago shows, those are up in the 40s because of their split between streaming and cable only. The Rookie is a straight... It froze again... just be five minutes guys i gotta i'm very upset give me three minutes and then i'll come back to the show this is a lot like when someone loses in fortnite they get upset and they throw shit through the window this is my version of that i'll be right back with its coat of caramel or the excitement of chocolate cream with milk or frosting daring yes shocking perhaps but for many lovers the height of good taste new dunkin donuts design a mini eclairs mm, divine sure unsure sure unsure sure unsure when dryness really counts, be sure to be dry. Sure Solid has the most effective wetness fighting ingredient you can buy. For dryness, no one can beat. So you're either sure or unsure. Sure. Unsure. Be sure to be dry. Oh great, just what my stomach needs, here comes my obnoxious boss. Hi, Daddy. Uh, oh, boy. Better make it Maalox. 
because for moments like this, nothing Mylanta makes neutralizes as much stomach acid as Extra Strength Maalox Plus. So why take anything else? We were just talking about oh, you. Nice, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> My mother's here, too. Great. Nobody knows your stuff better, so you better make it Maalox. Finding the clues to a murder can be puzzling. Solve the puzzle and you solve the crime. Clue mystery puzzles. Solve them piece by piece. Say when, Ernie. Keep putting more big, soft chocolate chips into our Chips Deluxe cookies. Right. Just say when. All right, we're back. You say when, Ernie. Ready to fucking rip this shit. So let's go to 1990. That's the first uh, week I have. I had last week uh, prepped out because... Uh, Crow was going to be here. I was going to, we were going to cover, we watched the Brady 500 last week, which I thought was just a TV special. I thought the Brady bunch episode where, uh, where Bobby Brady gets into a car accident, I thought a, mo- a race car accident. I thought that was like a TV special. That was the pilot to a reboot of the Brady bunch, which we're going to go over and watch. But because of that, I, I zeroed out April 29th through the 29th. There's a little YouTube video here. To show you what TV was like in 1990. Um, and I'll read some cool stuff here. Yet every inch a Mercedes. Dude, my uncle had that kind of car. That's like the straight Mercedes my uncle had. It was a little older than that, but that was a top ride. Uh, Sinead O'Connor, Nothing Compares to You, was huge at this time. Hold on, let me change screens. What am I, a fucking idiot? What am I, an idiot? Um, yeah, they, they're all about it. So yeah, Sinead O'Connor was killing it. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 1 was in movie theaters. And I think Blair Witch toppled this, but, uh, Roseanne huge at the time. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the first one is, I think the highest grossing independent film of all time. Uh, and not too sure. Yeah, here it is. America's most radical superheroes are now a real live movie. Starring Corey Feldman. Saved by the Bell, Zach Morris was freezing his way through fucking high school. Time out. We all wished we could do that. Let's see. Um, But I also found something that's sick. Um, Holy shit, they did have a Michael Jackson game for Sega Genesis. Video games were really reaching back then. That was when they were just finding, like, the technology was so important at the time that they were just finding, trying to mine content for video games. E.T. had a video game. Uh, Michael Jackson had a video game. There is a game for Nintendo called Tokyo Pussy Players, where you just go around and you fucking do awful things to 8-bit women. Um, I'm going to X out all these windows. They're very confusing for me, and we don't need them. Um, what, so yeah, here is the first one. Do we want to watch the Beach Boys movie? Uh, or there was a Sunday night movie about uh, called Fall from Grace about the fucking uh, Tammy, Jim Baker and Tammy Faye Baker. This shit is wild. This is a Kevin, an early Kevin Spacey vehicle right here. The scrunchy, huge in 1990. 
Diet Pepsi with 100% nutrition. Oh, dude, you remember when fucking Ray Charles was all about Diet Pepsi? You got the right one, baby. No, uh -huh. that's the right one, baby. <laughs> when I first heard about this gateway, I said... See, this is the era of commercials I miss. It's too done up. I miss the era when they would go into some fucking schlub's fucking East St. Louis, Illinois kitchen. There's still fucking, you got marks on the stove right there. This is a commercial. I don't want the bright light, fucking everything's clean and shit. I want to know if somebody needs help, their house should be fucked up. I don't buy during these commercials whenever you're like, why do you need the product? Your house is a paradise. The team owners and big shots. Look at this guy. You know goddamn well there's a nagging wife around that corner in that living room. Pay. Then I found out they are paying. Big time. $174 million up front. Plus all the costs to run it once it's done. For us, it just means a few more pennies on cigarettes and booze. That's it. No sales taxes, no income taxes, no property taxes. If they finally got the big boys to put up their millions, I'll give you my two cents. I'm voting yes on issue two. Behind the scenes. Issue one, that fucking bitch wife. Of the making right? of Fall from Grace, tonight at 11. So here's, I'll give a little backup, at least my knowledgeable backup to what was going on here. I think around this time in 1989-90, Jim Baker got in trouble for uh, embezzling money from his church. And through that, and he was like fucking around on his taxes. And then through that, all of this shit came out about him cheating on Tammy Faye. She was in rehab for pills. All this non-Christian shit. He raped a woman in 1980, which is how this movie starts. Um, hang on, I'm going to change the battery. One second. Show's going well. So Jim Baker might actually, I think he's dead. But he was like the fucking, uh, who's the guy now? Like fucking uh, Pat fucking Robertson, like the 700 Club. This was like the 700 Club of its era. The, he's the Joel Osteen. He preceded, he created made it possible for Osteen. That makes you a lifetime and yeah, old people just ate him alive, dude. Jim Baker and Tammy Baker, she'd get on there and sing. She ended up looking terrifying later in life. She had a, a show on, I think it was VH1 or MTV, about how she, like, her journey through having cancer. I th even think she was on... She was on Celebrity Rehab. She was on one of the Celebrity Rehabs and really just looked like a pulled-back-faced ghoul. Look at Spacey really putting himself into Jim it. Baker. Meet Jessica Hahn. Jim and Tammy really need you. Based on the true story of a scandal that shocked the nation. She's accusing me of raping her. She oh that's a good drop. True story of a scandal that shocked the nation. She's accusing me of raping her. Jim She's accusing me of raping her. What do we is this a movie about Anthony Rapp? At a uh, at a rent party and Tammy Baker's fall from grace next you could apply the same premise to Kevin Spacey's career at this point it really is crazy how much this matched up with how his shit ended up look at that look at him sitting there nothing's gonna happen to me I'm Kevin Spacey Get into some more stuff about 1990 here. What do you say?
They loved Miami at the time. This is, I think, this is going back to the '80s. This is, they they do a lot of flashbacking and flash forwarding, but they don't change how old they are. So it's very confusing to know when he raped her versus when he's being accused of rape. Um, but this is the introduction of said rape. They they fucking get you into this right up top. There was intent behind this movie. Look at her. That's when you know you're famous, when they arrange a rape for you. This was an arranged rape. Meet Jessica Hahn. Oh, don't worry. I'm going to force myself on her. She looks completely terrified. Mm, the most uneasy. That was the direction. Can you look the most uneasy you've ever looked in your entire life? Can you just do that for us? Um, so yeah, pagers are hot. Bart Simpson t-shirts are all the rage. Did anyone in the chat have a Bart Simpson's t-shirt? I guarantee you Aponte stopped watching because he was upset. I think we pushed Aponte away from Twitch. We ruined Twitch for him. Um, ooh, there's three people watching now. Welcome. Welcome. Oh, just enjoy a nice thoracic rub. Playing Jim Baker prepared him. Remember when Kevin Spacey did his like apology video for like for when he raped Anthony Rapp and was just like, ma, ma, ma. This is when he got his work for that. But really what I wanted to show. So they have around this time what happened. Obviously, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie happened. This is the around the time where the Ultimate Warrior beat Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania, one of the biggest farces in the history of professional wrestling. Uh, Ryan White died of AIDS. And Ryan White was big, so if you grew up in the Midwest, adjacent to Indiana in any way, shape, or form, you had a Ryan White period in class where you, you learned about him. Ryan White was a little kid. Um, see, this, this was a time where AIDS was still seen as the gay disease. Like, if you had AIDS, people really lost faith in Magic Johnson. That's when you know AIDS was a bad rap, because when Magic Johnson got AIDS, he was just like, no, I swear to God I got it from cheating on my wife. I am not gay. Uh, in reality, he probably got it from doing drugs, um, which, again, I can see why you'd want to lie about that. But Ryan White was the first one where people were like, oh, it's not like you can just get this. He got it from a blood transfusion. He was a hemophiliac, which meant his blood wouldn't clot. So if he fell down on the ground, he could bleed to death. So he was constantly having to get blood transfusions, gets AIDS blood, becomes very famous. So every elementary school had a Ryan White section of their like social studies period. You would watch documentaries about him. He's in the Man in the Mirror Michael Jackson music video. Ryan White was huge. Um, but then because of that, um, what does it say here? Where, okay, May 17th, 1990. This is a month after Ryan White dies of non-gay AIDS. The World Health Organization removes homosexuality from its list of diseases. Oh, no! That's what they thought. That's fucking... And that's like coming out of Reagan's America. This is coming into Bill Clinton. But let's see. Let's go to TV shows at the time here. Did you know that 40,000 people came to hear me preaching? Oh, he's fucking, yeah. Burn your so this is the flash forward where he breaks down in front of a priest. Disaster. Watch Kevin Spacey. Because this is 1990, probably filmed in 89. Kevin Spacey has not, you know, he's not Kaiser Sose yet. This is his proving ground. Let's watch Kevin Spacey prove himself, everybody. 
Remember when you let me give my first revival in this church? <laughs> what a disaster. I mean, this is like cliche Broadway acting. Do you remember when you first uh, took me here? <laughs> I'm sure you don't. You don't remember anything, Carol. You're just a trollop. But you helped me bounce back. You taught me to keep going. To get up. To take no for not an answer. You taught me how to do what I did to Miss Han. Turn your mistakes into miracles. You can make it. Optimism's been part of my gospel ever since. Do you know how many people we reach? Millions. Did you know that 40,000 people came to hear me preach in Shea Stadium? Jim. What has this to do with breaking your marriage vows? I'm trying to tell you it isn't I'm trying to lie. Oh, my fault. Somebody put the idea in my head if, if I made Tammy jealous. It's the devil. I'm just trying to make Tammy jealous. Tammy gets so jealous of rapes. I saw a shadow over there. I thought there was a ghost. Tammy has been having an affair. I'm gonna blame it all on her. This is her fault. She looks like some half-painted fucking clown. Would you wanna come home to that every night? Wouldn't you wanna violently take some young woman? Oh, she denies it, but I have proof. I found proof out at our beach house. A letter she wrote to her lover boy. Can you Broadway up a rape? Can you? That was his direction. Can you be a little bit more Broadway play about this rape? Boy, I found it at the bottom of a trash barrel. It took me hours to now, piece Jim, it back together. It. You told me you committed adultery. You've got to take responsibility. It's the adultery part. You can rape people if you're single. That's not the lesson here. It's because you're married. Aubrey, don't turn away. I'm hurting. Break. Go forward a little bit. So this is Bernadette Peters playing Tammy Faye, and this whole movie is just her singing. Well, how does this one stack up? Well, sure. Make fun of me. Make fun of me. You don't understand if you grew up in my family. Ten people, no indoor plumbing. I've heard this a hundred times. But yeah, this is peak fucking uh, TV here. I think we're done with that. Uh, let's go see this fucking Beach Boys movie. This one's a little more colorful. These are similar. It's as ridiculous, but it's not as dark. Like, this is a more colorful kind of thing. This film is based on an unauthorized biography. Some dialogue and scenes interpretive of this material have been created. I'm Brian Wilson, and I don't approve of this bullshit at all, 100%. This is all a crock of bullshit. Look at that. Always oh, starting. This is, looks like Surf Ninjas. What is this, a base jumping video? Oh, that's Mike Mills. This is when, oh boy, he was hanging out with, uh, oh, they definitely cleaned this up. Such a pain. Yo, Three minutes in, they killed. So yeah, there was a member of the Beach Boys who drowned. And I think it's the dude, too, who also hung out with Charles Manson. Oh no, that's a foreshadow. So they foreshadow it. 
don't worry, man. I'm never going to die. Charles won't let me die. Blair, if you leave, I'm going to dump your surfboard on the highway. Yeah, great. That way I can get a new one. This doesn't even seem like... I feel like a movie like this, you should be able to flash through points. And, like, you can see that it's about the Beach Boys. This just seems like the Outsiders. So let's jump to 1993 here. Um, let's. Uh, I'm gonna talk about 1993 while we watch an episode of Entertainment Tonight from May 3rd, 1993. I've never seen Madonna. I never met her. So. A new book says they did. Should have made fun of me. The name Starkweather strikes terror in the heart of a nation. $5,000. This is actually when Entertainment Tonight was Entertainment Tonight because they used to just talk about shit that was on TV. Now Entertainment Tonight is just all getting into people's personal lives, talking about cheating. Like, this is all like, there's a movie on TV tonight and we're going to report about it like it's reality. These were the heydays of these shows. John Tesh. I'm Mary Hart. Mick Jagger and the Rolling Stones set the world ablaze with songs about sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Now a new book says the wild lyrics could serve as Jagger's life story. Mick Jagger's onstage erotics have of course been legendary. His onstage erotics. I get so dripping moist when I see Mick Jagger on the screen there. Jagger Unauthorized makes the extraordinary claim that Mick got his unique moves from studying Tina Turner and Marilyn Monroe. He copied Marilyn Monroe. He studied her films. Well, that's kind of the whole thing of the Rolling Stones. Like, the Rolling Stones kind of are mimickers. Like, when they first started out, they mimicked Howl and Wolf and all of the Black Blues guys. And then that kind of music kind of transitioned into, like, full-on Led Zeppelin rock and roll. And then they kind of did their impersonation of Led Zeppelin. And then that got huge for them. So that's, like, they kind of are mimics of whatever is current at the time. So I could imagine how she he probably saw Tina Turner and was like, I'm a man. I can make this more famous. That sound, Anderson claims, actually resulted from a high school basketball accident when Mick bit off the tip of his tongue. All of his friends wondered if he would ever sing again. And, and when he did sing again. How did this nerd find out so much about the Rolling Stones? That guy looks like he does their taxes. That's probably how he knows all the info. Claims Anderson, while married to Bianca Jagger. One supposed former lover, Carly Simon, wrote a hit song, You're So Vain, that Anderson says was about Mick. However, Look at that, the John Mayer and Taylor Swift of their time. It's all cyclical. There's always a musician pining over another one. Amalgamation of a couple of guys. I think Warren Beatty is a, another serious... Warren Beatty. So ...says that Jagger had a one-night stand with Madonna long Hell before yeah. she was famous. But in a 1980- I was 14 years old and it was an honor to accept Mick Jagger into my loins. I never seen Madonna. I never met her, so say you later. I never met Madonna in my life. I'm very famous. I could. I definitely did, but I didn't. To what a Jagger what a British backstage. fucking that is the most British way to fucking just knock something out of the air. Never seen Matt Madonna, never met her. So yeah, <laughs> he was trying to fuck that cameraman right there. That is a man. That is a seducer right there. He seduced that fucking uh, that no comment. That was a seductive no comment. But in a 1985 interview backstage at a Live Aid concert, Jagger told E.T. that he had never even met the material girl. I've never seen Madonna. i never met her. So <laughs> never met her in my life. 
So what else do Mick Jagger, Carly Simon, and Madonna have in common? They've all been raped by Mick Jagger. Tonight about the story and the book. In 1958, a teenager and his girlfriend went on a murderous rampage across Nebraska that terrorized the entire nation and left 11 people dead. Now Charles Starkweather's gruesome crime wave has... Tesh is so upset. So John Tesh, I think, did the fucking... Uh, he did a one. He, uh, John Tesh does the fucking bull song. I think it's John Tesh. A notorious killer whose murderous rampage over nine days in 1958 claimed 11 lives and terrorized the nation. Oh, so it's a movie about true love? The movie draws on actual courtroom testimony in recreating the crime. Roth says playing the killer was no easy task. One of his victims was a, a baby. And, um, oh, Tim Roth was this so 1993. So this is before Reservoir Dogs. This is before Reservoir Dogs. That's when uh, it, I found it really, it really came. It's all really just you know, it's just a job, isn't it? Ooh, fucking. For exactly the same crimes as Charles Starkweather. This is back when they were arming TV movies with fucking stars, up and comers, star-studded shit. She's played by Feruza Balk. And she says there are serious questions as to whether Fugate was a willing accomplice or simply a naive hostage. For someone of her age and what she was being put through. Jesus time, Christ. What is she still in character in that interview? You look like you're going to fucking uh, deliver cookies to your grandson. Covering the case at the time, look at that. Look at that head wrap. What are you escaping? Uh, you escaping fascism in 1940s Europe? Being put through at the time, she was just trying to stay alive. Ninette Beaver is a reporter who was working out of Lincoln, Nebraska while covering the case. At the time, she obtained this rare interview with the teenager. If you were convicted, uh, that you might go to prison or, or you might even go to the electric chair. Have you thought much about that? Yes, I have, and I don't really believe that I have anything to worry about that case. How leave it to Beaver? People were just so not edgy back then. Like, this is like the most safe... Uh, yes, son. It looks like you're gonna go to the electric chatty. What do you have to say about that? Well, I think that's real swell because electricity is fun. Rare reporter who was working with the teenager. If you were convicted, uh, that you might go to prison or... You do understand that the... where you're gonna be cl clobbered in the eyes of the law. Or you might even go to the electric chair. Have you thought much about that? You know, you're not gonna get any more ice cream because of this. Yes, I have, and I don't really believe that I... Have anything to worry about that, please. I am a psychopath, but I do acknowledge that people in the 50s talk like this. What a non... Now serial killers are very fucking uh, Ed Norton in Primal Fear. That's your, like, very calm, calculated... That's when you know serial killers do kind of base themselves off of what they see on TV. I think it wasn't until the Zodiac Killer, when they read the tone of his letters, that they're like, oh no, serial killers could be these fun wrestler type heels where this it was just kind of like wally cleaver with the cleaver lord knows that i'm innocent and i know it the people who are involved in it knows it however a jury did find carol ann guilty and she became the youngest person in the u.s ever sentenced to life in prison beaver says no one knew what to do with such a young convict she wasn't even old enough to go into the population when she got to nanette beaver is that lady's name. Can we just take a moment of silence for uh, Nanette Beaver, who I'm sure is not with us, but has one of the greatest names of all time. Prison. 
So they kept her in solitary confinement. So let's go back to 1993 a little bit here. Um, the songs around, we got Informer by Snow, Nothing But a G Thing by Dr. Dre. 1993 is really the beginning of my consciousness as a human being. A lot of divorce and argumentative parents blocked out, you know, my shit as a kid. So, uh, yeah, Bill Clinton is in office. Um, Goosebumps books are popping off. VCRs are very common. Uh, MTV Unplugged came out in 1993, the Nirvana version. Um, let's see, Jurassic Park was out. Mrs. Doubtfire, uh, The Fugitive, Indecent Proposal, a movie I saw at way too young of an age. It seems to pay rather well. Here's the lowdown. Here's the lowdown. Look at Brooks, dude. This is fucking pre-Chris Gaines. He didn't need Chris Gaines to fucking pull the wool over everybody's eyes. This is mulleted fucking Garth Brooks. I don't remember mullet Garth Brooks too much. Um, CDs are popping off. Pogs are huge. Uh, let's see what happened. Everybody hurts. Uh, okay, so Tupac Shakur is charged with assaulting rapper Chauncey Wynn. We got the debut of JR on Raw. Huge moment in life. The IRA detonated a truck bomb in London. This is back when the IRA was a thing and not the insurance agency. The Irish. The actual Irish fucking terrorists. Uh, the first episode of Saved by the Bell, the college years. I very much watched the college years. That's when they moved Saved Bell to primetime. There was an era where children's television was so popular that every now and again for a season premiere, they would throw it on... Uh, they would throw it on like primetime television. There was season two of the Power Rangers aired at 7 p.m. on Fox. Big TV. Big time TV. Um, dinosaurs was a thing. Beavis and Butthead. Deep Space Nine. Medi uh, Dr. Quinn. Medicine Woman. Uh, married with Children. Matlock. Weaver tells us why she's acting like a cross between Jackie Kennedy and Pat Nixon. This is when you like it's it's interesting how like the actual business became too much and what like I, I would like to know when it switched like what scandal was it OJ that switched everybody over to the personal lives of celebrities. Ooh, the Sandlot. Uh, Sigourney Weaver's new movie Dave finds a circus behind the pomp and circumstance of the White House. She's the first lady. But who is the guy in the Oval Office? Dave, a movie about a random dipshit who becomes president. That could never happen. Uh, that movie should be called Donald. Can't you die from a stroke like everybody else? She hates me. Yes. Dave was a hot movie at the time. But really what I want to get to here about 1993 is I found a random VHS tape that is our childhoods. Everyone on this show has the child <laughs> Lucy's right, Sean. Your painting of me is terrific. You're a wonderful artist. My only memories of Barney are tornado warnings. I don't understand. Barney was one of those things that got a bad rap for I don't know why. Like, I don't it was a little lame, but people like I think people looked at Barney like a CIA operative. Like there was just questions to Barney of just like, I don't get like why. We're being treated very bad. There's no union rules and we are sad. It is hard to act all the time. They make us do it for 12 hours. 
We're not getting residuals, residuals, our parents are gonna become drunks and they're gonna take it out on us. We're gonna be heroin addicts. Heroin goes here in the big vein, go net night and then you're gain. This is why the movie Death to Smoochie is so good, because they really did embody this hard on Death to Smoochie. Um, I learned how to count in Spanish from Barney, but my memory of Barney. So there was a summer where it was. I think we talked about this a couple weeks ago on the show. It was 1993 and it was so fucking hot in the summer. I legitimately every day there was a tornado watch every day. I'd turn on TV. Boom, it would come across the bottom with a tornado watch. So whenever I see this era Barney, I just imagine ooh, 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 and then you'd look at whatever county was about to get ravaged by nature. You live in the Midwest global warming starting. There's going to be a thunderstorm. But this is a good, uh, here we go, the last five minutes of Muppet Babies. I was a big Muppet Babies guy in kindergarten. This actually made me a fan of the Muppet Babies. I was not a fan of the original Muppet show. I feel like that's a little adult. Um, like, those are one of those shows, like, that's how I was with Weird Al. Like, to me, Weird Al, even when I was in second grade, like, I knew, like, this is for grownups. So whenever I knew kids who was like, I like Weird Al, I'm like, but you don't. You should be watching the Muppet Babies. What do you think? I loved how, how neglectful of a time it was. Every cartoon or live action show, the parent was just a set of disembodied legs. Like there was just no parenting going on. These are literal babies and they're left to their own devices a good 95% of the day. It's very astounding. This afternoon, be here when the curtain goes up on Nickelodeon's Muppet Matinee. Two full hours of Jim Henson Muppet Special. Dude, Underdog. Underdog was the shit at the time. Underdog represents me in kindergarten. I used to come home, I had PM kindergarten. So I'd get to watch the soap operas with my grandma in the morning. I'd go to kindergarten from like noon to three, and then you'd come home and it would be Looney Tunes and Merry Melodies. That was like on already when I'd come home. Then it would be Underdog. And then later on in life, they'd throw shit like the Tomorrow People on in the evening. But it was a good time. Now playing at a theater near you. You're watching Nickelodeon. Now back to Underdog. <laughs> Underdog was the shit. This is this is an example of how fucking how much of a home run cartoons were in the 50s. When I was a kid, I thought Underdog was like a new thing. Like I was under the impression that I got Underdog brand new. This shit was on in the 60s. My dad watched Underdog. This show shits on the lower class because he's a lowly shoeshine boy and then he becomes underdog. Really fucking, uh, really taking a, taking a jab at hard labor here. 
Action. My ring, my ring, the secret compartment of my ring I fill. He has that droopy dog. I'm underdog and I am on this. Let me take my uh, Adderall here. Underdog's got ADHD and he just took his pill pill. Um, but yeah, when I think of 1993, I think of all of these fucking shows, dude. What would you do? What would you do? Followed by Wild and Crazy Kids, only on Nickelodeon. Dude. What, 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 what would you do? I'll tell you what Mark Summers would do. He would uh, smash a pie over fucking Burt Reynolds' face. Dude, this is the heyday. When you point blank put this shit on, I think of like MTV Beach House. I think Daria, because these, like, they weren't new at the time. Like, this is 1993 when it was new, but these shows were syndicated through 1998, 1999. Like, this is the style of TV that 9-11 really put a fucking wrench into. September 11th really toned down TV into, like, this kind of, like, we need to talk about these issues kind of thing. And I'm not, I wasn't for it. I was all about this era. I wanted nothing more than to be in this fucking Orlando studio. So yeah, what would you do was essentially like a ruleless game. They would just get people sitting in chairs and be like, "All right, you're gonna do this for a prize." There's really no rules. Very carefully, Mark is going to go with you. So I think they'd give you a choice. Like, what would you do? You'd sit in a stool, and they'd be like, "Go through this door and get slimed," or walk through this fucking maze and get slimed. And then we'll give you a uh, a Daewoo cassette player. You should not hide it. All four of you go together. All the prizes were made by Daewoo. And one of you put the ball in place. If there's somebody else involved, don't hand it to them. One of you put it in place. But listen to me. Two people that were sent backstage with him and bring him back into the studio. Okay, he's been. Stop. Go get a good sport. Good times. You got your see your goal. It's called Wild and Crazy Kids. Wild and Crazy Kids had fucking Cuba Gooding Jr.'s brother on it. It's Wild and Crazy Kids. What's wrong with that? Yeah, it sounds kind of cool. Yeah, but two thousand. Yeah, that guy on the end, that's Omar Gooding. I think he ended up being in, like, Smart Guy. You remember the show Smart Guy with Taj Mori? He was in that. But this is... His I saw Wild and Crazy Kids live at the Radisson in Maryville, Indiana, at the Star Plaza Theater. The likes of Bill Cosby and Jerry Seinfeld goes through that place. Cream pies? I mean, who's gonna want to make two thousand cream pies? I mean, how am I ever gonna get out of my brother's shadow? He's already been a menace to society, and I'm fucking in this crazy ass game show. Again, Wild and Crazy Kids was semi-ruleless, where it was just, let's get a group of kids and have them do shit involving slime for prizes sponsored by Daewoo. Um, I really want to find, they have an episode of Hey Dude on here, I think. There it is. feel like we need to close this show out with what was a fucking juggernaut of the time. Hey Dude, starring who became, uh, you know, the lady who married Ben Stiller was in this show. Hey, Mystery. Uh, hi, Danny. What is it? Well, I just finished that filing you wanted. Do you need any help with that? Uh, no, thanks, Danny. I'm just painting a sign for the guests so they know where the crafts hut is. Okay. See ya. 
Again, a classic example of the 90s where all the adults are inept on this. That's Mr. Ernst. He runs the ranch. So this is a show about a bunch of teenagers who work at a dude ranch. Uh, That guy who just that Native American guy, Danny, he lives on the ranch. You know, like a reservation. Hang on, guys. Some would say like a reservation. Yes. Okay. See ya. All right. I'm kind of chained to the land here, so I'll be here, you know, because you never let me leave. Hi, Mr. Ernst. Yes, Bradley. What is it? I talked to those guests in bunk H. They said it would be no problem to switch bunks. Thank you, Brad. Thank you, Brad. They gave her a man's name so they could treat her like shit. Do you need some help with that? No, Bradley, it's just a sign. I've got it. No problem. <sighs> Mr. Ernst? Oh, it's just a sign. I'm painting a sign. I don't need any help. Thank you. What a grouch. Oh, maybe we should come back later. Uh, uh, Melody, Ted, uh, forgive me. I'm... What a cliche. Melody, Ted, I'm just very much introducing these characters. I'm just a little edgy. You needed something? Yeah, vases, so we can put some of these on the table. Yeah, we need some structure. We're only 15, and you're letting us just run loose in this ranch. Ted and I are dating, and we're 13. Uh, you need to control us a little bit. Stop paying attention to your signs. No one comes to this dude ranch. Dining room tables, but don't worry, we'll find some. Uh, really? I can help you uh, go through storage. Don't worry maybe... about it, Mr. Ernst. We'll oh, you're gonna, I can help you guys. You want to take off your clothes? I'll help you. You just get back to work here. Look at the floof on the tops of those pants. I mean, just up past the belly button. I hope I didn't wear my pants that high, but I'm, I'm guessing I did. Why don't you take one of these, too? Whoa. Sounds like you could use some cheering up. See you later. Sweet kids. <sighs> He's going to sneeze. He's going to sneeze when and fuck up his sign. Oh, there it goes. And here's the song. When you take a home run on the range, all these people don't have careers, except the girl who married Ben Affleck, singing illegal working conditions. These kids are gay. Two more seasons, please. Hey, dude. Oh, man. What a show. But yeah, that was 1993, everybody. Oh, I can't switch over. Where's the fucking remote? Where did I do with the remote? Anyway, um, yeah. I feel like that's the show, everybody. Um, you know, there were kinks along the way. I'm going to try and do this for longer next time. It's harder to do solo. Um, you know, I hope you enjoyed where, uh, what we did here. Uh, Twitch is the new live home for the show. Uh, thanks for watching, whoever watched. Uh, yeah, KeithPazel.com for all of the, uh, for the back catalog of shows. I'm adding more stuff there every day. I'm going to do something special with the TV League page to kind of keep you keep you updated on a daily basis. Uh, yeah, twitch.tv slash Keith Pazel. I think I figured out how to do the latency in the chat. So it should be good from here on here on out. So follow that page, twitch.tv. This is Keith Pazel. Uh, clips will be uploaded to YouTube later. We're going to be up on uh, 
all the platforms too keithpazel.com slash feeds to find the show thank you guys so much we'll see you next week Now how can we announce we are off the air when we are off the air?